it's episode number one of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show, and I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. This show is designed to empower women to find their own expression of the keto diet to maximize their health and happiness. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey, all my lady friends out there. It's episode number one, the very first ever episode of the Keto for Women show, one of hopefully many, many, many more episodes to come in the future. Now, we have a lot to cover in this episode. I'm going to go into who I am. For those of you who don't know me, you'll get the behind the scenes look at who I am, my story, how keto has affected me and my life. Then we're going to turn the tables and kind of go into what is keto? What is the ketogenic diet for those that may not know fully what it is? So kind of a basic keto 101, we'll call it. And then we're going to transition into why is keto different for women? And basically, it will kind of explain why I created this podcast. So let's get going. First of all, let me share my story, who I am, and why I do what I do. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sean Miner. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner based out of Boulder, Colorado, although my entire business is 100% online, so I see clients all over the world. I do one-on-one holistic nutrition counseling Um, using functional lab testing. So that's something that is a huge part of my business. And I just have the most passion in the world for helping people find their root cause issue as to why they're having health issues and why they're not feeling great and having random symptoms that don't seem to correlate when in all reality, they do actually all come together into one big issue that no one's been able to find yet, um, having been to doctors and dietitians and all kinds of health practitioners, and no one's gotten to the root cause yet. And that's what I like to do. So it's been absolutely great. Um, not only do I have that as part of my business, I also run a group class called the Fat Burning Female Project. That runs four times a year, once a season, basically, and it's a group of women that I help transition into ketosis. Now, this project is just absolutely my heart and soul, and it came about because of my own experience with ketosis, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but it is the inspiration for this podcast. Because there are so many women who want to feel the benefits of a ketogenic diet, but aren't basically doing it the right way for their bodies and, you know, potentially making themselves feel worse in the process, not actually getting into ketosis to produce the ketones necessary to have health benefits. And, you know, keto is just different for women. That's just what I have found in both myself and in now the over 100 women who have done this program. 
there's a difference. And so I really want to start getting that information out into the masses because I think it will change the way that keto is perceived for women. Um, It will change the way that women are able to heal their bodies. They have this whole new tool at the ready and I just, it just needs to happen. So that's why I'm here. That's why I started this podcast. It was inspired by what I do on a daily basis um, and what my own personal journey was. So let's talk about that a little bit. As I said, I'm a holistic nutritionist. I came into this role from being in the fitness industry for a very long time because of my own health issues. So it started back in 2008. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune disease of the colon. And um, at the time, I was told by my doctor to take these nine pills every single day and it would be fine. I wouldn't need to do anything further. Uh, And for a while, I was okay with that. I just took the pills. It was fine. I went on with my life and then suddenly those pills stopped working and I started having a flare-up of my disease even while being on medication. So going back to the doctor and asking what else I could do, there was talk of other medications and when I approached the subject of diet, it was kind of shooed away. There was no need for me to look at my diet. There was no correlation whatsoever. And I just knew in my heart of hearts that that was not true. So I knew I needed to dig deeper and and find those answers myself. And that's when everything changed for me. So I went home that night, got onto Dr. Google, and within minutes was able to find so many stories of people who had healed and reversed their ulcerative colitis and other autoimmune diseases with their diets and by changing what foods they were putting into their bodies and using that as a tool to reduce inflammation and get their immune system back on track. So the next day was the day that I switched and I actually went to a paleo diet. That was also the day that my entire life changed. I was able to uh, really make some major headway with my ulcerative colitis at the time, I felt a ton better. I was having these amazing workouts, all this energy, so much mental clarity. I felt great. And that's when I knew I needed to make this my career. I wanted to turn my passion now for food into my career and and teach other people to do the same thing. So that's when I went and got my nutritional therapy certification, um, went through that whole course, started my my business, my website, all of that stuff. Then I started getting sick again. So this is fast forward about probably a year. I started feeling sick again. I started having unexplained symptoms. I was just really brain foggy started gaining weight for absolutely no reason, super, super tired, couldn't get through my day, let alone a workout. In this time, I was also diagnosed with my second autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and just everything just kind of came crashing down. And so I started, now that I knew that I had the power, I started researching what could be going on. And, you know, it took a while. It took going to several different doctors 
finally was able to figure out that I was dealing with biotoxin illness. Um, It's actually called chronic inflammatory response syndrome, SIRS for short. It basically happens in people that have a certain genetic predisposition to be unable to detoxify themselves. And they get into a scenario where they uh, are exposed to toxic mold, which is my, my case, or they get um, a tick bite, which would then turn into Lyme disease for this kind of individual. These are all biotoxin illnesses. For me, I had been living in a basement that was part of a really big flood that happened here in Boulder. It was kind of uh, remedied, probably not in the best way. And as a result, I started feeling really sick, which come to find out there was mold growing in that basement and I had been living in there. And I have this genetic predisposition as does 24% of the population to not be able to handle toxic mold exposure. So my body didn't know what to do with this toxin, didn't know how to detoxify. And what happens is it becomes chronically inflamed. That's basically all your body knows how to do in this scenario is inflame itself and put your immune system on a freak out mode and just things start going haywire. Trying not to make this story so long, but I just can't, can't really shorten it much more than this. But, but that was basically, that was last year when I found out. So 2016, when I found out that this is what was going on in my body through a series of very specific blood tests basically what happens when your body is under this amount of inflammation, it goes up into your brain. So my brain was actually inflamed and it was actually creating damage within my brain. That's where the brain fog comes in. There's a lot of confusion, word recollection issues, and just being really tired and and Not only that, but I wasn't really able to have my brain connect and speak to the rest of my body. And that's why I was having all of these random symptoms. I was gaining weight without changing anything and um, a lot of joint pain and just really feeling totally out of it. Not to mention I had lost my period. I was not having a normal menstrual cycle any longer. And it was just a lot. So it all started making a lot of sense. I began going through this protocol, which basically helps my body detoxify from the mold and then kind of work to regulate some of those uh, signals that had been cut. In this process, I also instinctively knew that I needed to go to a ketogenic diet. This was because I knew how amazing it was as a tool for brain health and brain healing. And that's what I really needed to do. Not to mention I was just in chronically inflamed state throughout my entire body, just systemic inflammation from head to toe. And that was another thing that I knew a ketogenic diet could do for me. So again, the next day went from paleo, which I had been doing for now about four years, to a ketogenic diet. And, you know, within a month, I was feeling like a different person. I was finally able to have a conversation without being unable to find the right words. I was having energy to get out of bed in the morning and make it through my entire day without having to sit down. My joint pain was gone. Um, 
I was losing some of the weight I had gained and it just everything started falling into place. And I knew it was because I was healing from the inside out because I was producing ketones. Ketones were my savior at that point. So that's how I got into this way of eating for healing purposes. Uh, I'm forever grateful to the ketogenic diet for what it has done for my health and my life and essentially giving me my life back after years of not feeling very good. It's been amazing. And so now I really want to share that with other people. Now, there's another side to this token. Not only did I use the ketogenic diet to heal my body, I also used the ketogenic diet to heal my relationship with food, which is something I don't think enough women or people in general see this way of eating as being able to do. So now I want to reverse and rewind and go all the way back, gosh, when I was in middle school and talk about my relationship with food because I think a lot of people are going to really connect with this story. So let's see. I would say, I would probably say it was about eighth grade when I started dieting. I grew up in the 80s and 90s and that was the era of fat-free. So as soon as we, as soon as I was old enough to understand what a diet was, I started dieting. This was the time of fat-free, calories in versus calories out, and so most everyone just dieted if you were a woman, and that's what I did my entire growing up from eighth grade all the way through till, gosh, probably last year when I started a ketogenic diet, knowingly or unknowingly, I will say, getting through high school college, it was all about reducing your calories as far as you could go, getting fat-free, everything you can imagine. And because we were so concerned about fat, we didn't care about carbohydrates. And so my diet was extremely high carb, zero fat for a really, really long time. I had blood sugar issues of all kinds. I can't even imagine Um, But, you know, it's kind of one of those times where you feel like you're untouchable. I mean, I didn't really even think much about it besides I was doing what I was told to do by media and diet books and whatever, which was not eat any fat and eat as little calories as I could. I remember being in college and my friend and I were doing Weight Watchers and we were given the specific number of points that we were supposed to have for the day. And so then it became our goal to eat as far away or as little points as we could each day. So instead of going from 17 points was our how much we were supposed to have, we would go 14 or 15 and see if we could make it one more notch better. Better in quotations because obviously that was not the case, but we didn't know any different at the time. We just thought that less food, less calories, less fat was the way to go. And this really, I transitioned from being in college to then being in the fitness industry. And so this really followed me even in that path as well. Working in a gym 40, 50 hours a week uh, with people that are kind of in the same boat as you, All we did was 
drink sugar-free Red Bull and uh, these low-fat protein bars that had 50 ingredients in them. And I just know, I know that Monday through Friday, I was 1,200 calories a day because that's just where someone told me that's what I should do if I wanted to lose weight. And I was working out two, three hours a day, having absolutely no actual nutrition. That was at the time when I didn't actually like vegetables or I think I I thought I didn't like vegetables because I don't like steamed raw veggies with nothing on them. So I was at the time doing steamed broccoli, brown rice, chicken breast. And that was so gross. So I actually forced myself to occasionally eat vegetables, but I didn't really have that much nutrient density to my day at all, uh, thinking that that was my nutrition because I didn't like the way plain steamed vegetables tasted. It was disgusting. Now, fast forward 10 years and I realize how amazing broccoli is with tons of butter and salt on it. it makes it a totally different game and I love vegetables now. But anyways, going back to that time, again, it was just very restrictive. I was very focused on calories in versus calories out, not caring about what actually I was putting into my body that contained those calories, just really trying to be really restrictive and then using the weekends to totally binge, um, go off the handle, eat whatever I wanted, basically making up for all the every, everything I was lacking throughout the week. My body was starving at that point and then I would just totally overdo it and binge. This really happened up until I switched five years ago to the paleo diet. Paleo helped so much and just really opened my eyes to nutrient density, to eating enough to fuel your body and making sure that you can actually use the food you're eating to heal your body. Um, The only problem within paleo is that there's still so much talk out there and so much uh, differing of opinion that it was still a matter of how many carbs do I eat? How much protein do I eat? How much fat do I eat? Uh, I was still really trying to figure out what I was supposed to do, you know, not realizing that there is no supposed to. It's all individual, right? By the time I didn't realize that and there was so much noise in the paleo community that I couldn't figure out how my meals were supposed to look still. So I still had this little bit of restriction going on. I still was overthinking my food choices, going from you know, carbohydrates at every meal to having zero carbohydrates to having uh, very low fat to having a moderate amount of fat. I was doing, I was running the gamut. I was really trying to figure out what was best, but I wasn't looking at what was best for me. I was looking at what was best for everyone else and what everyone else was doing within the paleo community. So even though there was a a healing that did occur from going paleo uh, and switching to a real food-based diet, it still didn't quite click with my intuitiveness on how to use food for myself and, and have my own approach to eating. And then within that, uh, when this came about that I was getting sick again, I started gaining weight without changing anything. And my old habits came back in to where I was thinking, even though I know better, was thinking maybe I need to eat less, 
maybe I need less fat, maybe I need less carbs, maybe I need more carbs, maybe I need more fat. I was going through this whole show of trying to figure out, again, what I should be doing uh, and oh, just overthinking the entire process when it had nothing to do with my diet, except that I just needed to heal my body as much as I possibly could. So that's when keto came into my life. And for the first time ever, I understand what it means to eat intuitively for the first time ever. Why that happened with keto? Well, first of all, um, because of the regulation in my hunger cues, which I don't know if I've ever had normal hunger cues now that I am in this place today and I think back, I don't know if they've ever been normal. But now to be able to go hours, you know, five or six or seven hours in between meals and not feel hunger and not think about food, that was a huge turning point for me because ever since I can remember, all I've thought about was food. Because when you're dieting, you're focused on what your next meal is and when you get to eat that meal. And if you're dieting with a restriction in food, then you're always going to be hungry Uh, Your metabolism is going to be really out of whack and it just consumes you because you're so focused on how much you're going to eat, when you're going to eat it, how it's going to taste. You know, it just really is is overwhelming. So when I knew that I was going keto, I didn't have that diet mentality anymore because I knew I was using keto to 100% heal my body. I didn't really care what it did for my appearance because I I had already known that at this time, I already knew that what I was doing diet-wise wasn't causing any changes in my appearance. It was just because I was sick. It was because I was sick. So I knew I needed to heal from this deep down level. So I was no longer concerned with my physical appearance and what that would do with a diet change. All I wanted to do was heal. Taking away that diet mentality was another piece that was so important to have this intuitive nature with food and to really heal my relationship with food. With ketosis, because it's such a healing diet, you truly don't need to focus on anything else. You don't need to focus on the amount of calories or how much you're eating. You can do all of it so intuitively And that really, really resonated with me. I could eat as much as I wanted. It didn't matter. I no longer had to try to figure out how much food I was supposed to eat. I just had to listen to my body and eat when it told me to eat. So combine that with the regulation and appetite, and it was just so freeing. And then lastly, I was, I was and do love the food that I'm eating. Every single meal I have is so delicious. It's so good. It's full of nutrients. There's tons of veggies. There's all these healthy fats. And the combination of the veggies and the healthy fats is just phenomenal, let me tell you. So it was kind of this triple threat that really led me to understand what it meant to eat intuitively for the first time ever. I was thoroughly enjoying my food It was keeping me satisfied for hours so I didn't have to constantly think about food anymore. And I wasn't dieting. For the first time in my life, I was not dieting. I was not trying to 
eat less or make sure I wasn't overeating. I was just eating. I was eating what my body wanted. And that is really, really important. That's kind of the two prongs to my story. As you can see, I'm super passionate about it. I think both sides of my story make me really passionate. First of all, the absolute insane amount of healing that can happen by going into a state of ketosis just fascinates me and motivates me to make this more of a viable option for people. The second approach to where I can actually see how I can help women stop dieting. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, I'm sure I'll have more stories coming in future episodes just about my own experiences. I love sharing what happens with me to others so that they can use it as a learning experience as well. So I'm sure that will be happening, but let's transition now because some of you out there may be thinking, this is great. I really want to do this. I totally see where she's coming from, but I don't really understand what she means when she says keto. Now I know it's, it's, becoming pretty mainstream, which is great. There's a lot more resources out there coming out. I would say every day there's more resources coming out. So that's awesome. But let's still go over what the keto diet is. Just very basic, bare bones. This is what keto is. Okay. Now this is with the knowledge that I really think that there can be some leniency and some flexibility with keto. So this is with that caveat, because we're going to talk about that. That's one of their main concepts that you will be hearing a lot in this podcast is how flexible and how we can make keto work for us and be the right thing for us as individuals, not what this blanket definition is about ketosis. Okay, so keep that in mind. But here's the actual definition, I guess you could say, of a ketogenic diet. So it is a very high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet. This diet is done in order to rid your body or get your body to so low of a glucose level that it starts producing ketones. And that's where the word ketogenic comes from. This is a very natural metabolic state that our bodies know how to do. However, you only get into ketosis when you don't have glucose present. So there's basically two options. Your body can run off of glucose or sugar, or it can run off of ketones and fat. Two different options. Now, majority, vast, vast, vast majority of people are sugar burners. So they eat food that provides their body with glucose, uh, It requires an insulin response. The insulin then helps the glucose get into the cells and they have energy. However, we are also equipped as humans with this other metabolic process called ketosis and the production of ketones. This state only happens when there isn't enough glucose in the body to make the energy required. So then our bodies are so smart They know, hey, it's time to produce ketones because we can use ketones for fuel as well. This is why the diet change is so important to ketosis because not only do we need to have this really low level of 
carbohydrates, that's going to basically deplete the glucose in our bodies so that we can start producing ketones. But we also need to moderate protein because protein in excess will also cause a blood sugar spike and keep you out of ketosis or keep those ketones from being produced. And we need to have this high fat approach. So we need to eat lots of fat because the fatty acids are the building blocks to producing ketones. Not only that, but they're very satisfying, satiating. They have very little, if any, blood sugar response. And they're so nutrient dense. So we're really getting in all of these nutrients, even though we're lowering our carbohydrates and moderating our proteins. So it really makes it so that we can eat the right amount of food and still produce ketones. So that's kind of the very bare bones basics definition. Now you may be asking, why do we care? Why don't we just use the glucose that we're eating and call it a day? And that's true. So like I said, vast majority of people are sugar burners. Some people do really well by being a sugar burner. The problem comes in, and it may not come in today, it may come in 5, 10 years from now, that our blood sugar response is very indicative of current or future health concerns. So as we know, there are things like insulin resistance and diabetes those kinds of diseases that come from having a really whacked out blood sugar where we're just eating too many carbohydrates, we have too much of a insulin response, too much glucose coming into our body for what we need to use as energy. But there's also just blood sugar imbalances that cause uh, adrenal issues and thyroid issues, hormonal imbalance, uh, this cortisol response that we can't gain control of, of. It can also cause damage to your gut. And the underlying downstream effects of this are um, energy issues, headaches, trouble sleeping, insomnia, PCOS, bad PMS. It's not just that we need to regulate our blood sugar to make sure we don't have um, diabetes down the road, but we also just really need to regulate our blood sugar today in order to feel really good and to get rid of these random symptoms that we're having that we can't really explain. That blood sugar is so tied to so many things that we're currently experiencing and don't know it. So that's really where if we can get into a state of ketosis, we can heal our blood sugar levels so quickly. And when we have this really normal blood sugar regulation, things really start healing. You just are in this spot to heal. So those are some reasons. However, there is a whole slew of other reasons why ketosis is so incredibly healing to the body. And the reason why is because of these little things called ketones. So when we produce ketones, we are putting our body into a complete state of homeostasis and of healing. Ketone bodies are extremely anti-inflammatory. That's why they worked so well for me to heal my chronic inflammatory response syndrome. They're also amazing fuel for your brain. Again, that's why it worked for me to heal my brain and to get my brain functioning again the way that I was used to it functioning. 
They are immune regulators. So if you have immune system issues, they will help you regulate your immune system, which can potentially dampen down autoimmune response or keep you from getting sick as often if you're someone that catches colds all the time or something like that. So that's really important. They are amazing energy sources. So they just provide you with this long-lasting, really strong source of energy. They are not like the glucose where as soon as you run out of glucose, your body's like, okay, well, I either need to need you to eat something more so that I have energy or you're just going to feel like crap. It's not like that. Ketones can always be produced and we can always use the fat on our bodies to produce those ketones. So there's plenty of energy right on our body that we can use for this energy source. So they provide this really nice, stable level of energy all throughout the day, which is fantastic. Ketones also help us restore and rebuild our mitochondria, which are these little kind of energy factories in our cells. And those energy factories are so incredibly important for how we feel, but also how we ward off disease and they keep us really healthy and strong. Let's see, what other amazing things do ketones do? I mean, they're just absolutely endless. And the coolest thing is, is they're basically just signaling to your body to use fat as fuel. That's their main goal here. And so when we have that really awesome energy source, we just feel really good. And in the process, we're also doing so much to heal ourselves. That's where the beauty of the ketogenic diet comes in. So I hope some of that made sense. And I hope you can kind of see why, you know, the biggest thing that I have to share when it comes to, I guess, defining the ketogenic diet is that it's not a low-carb diet. It's not just taking what you're already eating and stripping out the carbs and calling it a day. That's not the point. What happens when that is what people try to do is they end up feeling terrible and they just go on this very low-carb diet, but they're not actually in ketosis. And then we get the claims that ketosis doesn't work, it makes you feel terrible, and that's not true. It's just that they weren't actually in ketosis. So keep that in mind. It is not just stripping away your carbs. It is adding in a significant amount of fat. It is also moderating your protein. So we want to get just enough protein that you are restoring and repairing your muscle and not any more to the point where you would have a glucose response. So that's the big difference here. Keep that in mind. It's not just taking away the carbs. That's probably the biggest thing I see that people do when they start making the switch to a ketogenic diet is they don't add in the right amount of fat. We need that fat to signal for ketone production. Otherwise, we're just in this really low-carb diet, and then we are basically depriving our body of the only fuel source it's used to using, glucose, and not signaling for anything else to happen, the ketone production, right? So we can't just go low carb and expect to feel amazing and expect to get these really awesome benefits of ketone production. We need to actually produce the ketones. So now with a little bit of time left, I want to explain why the ketogenic diet is different for women. So this is a little bit, I would say, I guess this is a little bit of an opinion for me. 
Although I, like I said, I've had many women go through my program now or as one-on-one clients, I've just seen it. I've seen it clinically happen in my practice as to what goes wrong and what goes right for women to where I can make this pretty educated opinion about why ketosis is different for women. So let's go over that right now. Here's the biggest difference when it comes to men and women on keto. Hormones. <laughs> That's really all it is. We as women are very intricate and very sensitive. Our hormones will take a complete shift or nosedive, or total transition at the slightest drop of a hat. So that's why we really can't make any major changes to our bodies or to our lives or to our diets or to our workouts or to our jobs or anything like that without experiencing some sort of fluctuation in our hormones. And so that's really where this comes in. We really have to take into account those hormones instead of just pretending, you know, men can do a lot of a lot of things to their bodies and not really notice a difference. But we have this intricate cycle that happens every single month and every single day our hormones are doing something different for us. So when you remember that, then you can understand that we just need to take everything a little bit slower, a little bit easier and with a little bit more grace and just be more gentle with ourselves. Okay, so that's where I really found my passion is in teaching women how to do this. So yes, I think being in ketosis for a woman is extremely healing and a really, really beneficial lifestyle change, but it needs to happen slower. So I don't want you as a woman trying to heal yourself to go from today eating what you're eating today to then tomorrow being keto. That's going to cause a major stress response in your body and your cortisol will react and the downstream effect is that the rest of your hormones will become awry as well or will become imbalanced. So instead, we need to take this step-by-step approach to getting into ketosis. Today, let's say we're eating a really awesome, balanced, real food diet. It still is going to be about 40% carbohydrates, 30% protein, 30% fat. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, there's the ketogenic diet, which is going to be different for everybody, but will be somewhere around you know, 70 to 80% fat, uh, let's say 10 to 15% protein, 5 to 15% carbs. So that might not even all add up. I just kind of made that up. But it's going to, you know, you're going to find your own kind of coordinates within there that really works for you. And we'll talk about that in a future episode, kind of how to know what works for you. But for now, we know that we're going from point A to point B. Now let's take about three to four weeks to get from point A to point B. So we're going from 40, 30, 30 to maybe like 50, 30, 20, and then maybe 65, 20, 15. So we need to make this transition to where you're every week, you're slowly increasing your fat intake to be a true ketogenic diet. You're moderating your protein in that time to go from probably being somewhat in excess to being just what you need. 
And then you are lowering your carbohydrates slowly as well. So that's where it really gets important. I don't, I just, there's too much that can happen as far as a stress response to go from normal amounts of carbs to very minimal. Let's make that transition a little slower. That's really, really important. When this happens, then we take away that crazy stressor to our bodies to be like, I had all this energy and coming in in glucose this this day and now it's totally gone. So we're taking that out of it and there will be a much less of a transitional period to where you would feel any sort of uh, like quote unquote keto flu, which is something we'll talk about in an upcoming episode. But also your body just isn't going to freak out. And that's the whole point. We need to keep as little freakouts happening in our lives as possible. And this is one way to do it. Now, once we're in ketosis and we're producing ketones, the freakout is not going to happen. I mean, your body is so happy. Like I said, it's in this homeostasis. It's healing itself. There's happiness there. And there's a lot of, uh, there's very minimal stress in ketosis. It's the process of getting there. And so that's why I really, really think that ketosis is different for women. I don't want you to make this transition any faster than three to four weeks. It makes a huge difference. That's one big piece. I think another big one is just also that it just doesn't need to be seen as a diet. And that's really important. I think specifically for women we tend to always, like I mentioned earlier, we always tend to go more towards, I'm doing this diet, I'm eating in this certain fashion, uh, and we start kind of overthinking it and trying a little too hard, and it just doesn't work that way. I don't want the keto diet. I really don't even like calling it the keto diet. I wish I could call it the keto lifestyle because it just, I don't think it should be a diet because it's not, it's such a healing protocol that uh, when we have this mentality that it's a diet, we stress about it. And again, we're really trying to reduce the amount of stress possible. That's what's really going to cause true actual healing, especially if you are someone that needs to heal their hormones or their adrenals or their thyroid, then you need to reduce stress in general in your lives. And this diet can be one of them, but not if we continue to think of it as a diet. So I really want to help you get the freedom that I had by switching to a keto diet. And that will come from this mentality change that we're going to work on as well. That's another reason why it needs to be different for women because I don't believe in calorie restriction. I don't believe in forcing a fast. I don't believe in trying to use it as another way to control and restrict your food. So that's where we really need to focus our attention as well. So those are the two big ones that I see that makes keto different for women and why we need to have a whole podcast just for us. I mean, there's so many more little factors that we'll kind of go over as this podcast progresses, but those are the big ones. I just really see a lot of issue when people go from one way of eating to the other too extremely. So let's all take it a little slower and we'll feel a lot better and you won't take on the unnecessary stress of changing to ketosis. Okay, so that was a lot of information. Um, I feel like I'm just 
on the surface of all the info that we're going to be learning with this new show that I'm starting here. So let's talk a little bit about what you can expect coming up from Keto for Women. So I really want it to be an educational resource for women who either are already in ketosis and maybe want to experience further benefits, are interested in getting into ketosis and want to do it right, or maybe you've tried ketosis and it didn't work for you. So I really want this to be an open space where we can learn from others I can share my knowledge and expertise and just have this really open forum to where we are women doing keto right and living the good life with it. That's really where we're headed. This will happen with interviews. I'd like to do interviews in a few different ways. First of all, I want to interview other experts who have had success with themselves and or clients or patients with keto and have some experiences they can share. But I also want to interview just real people, just real women who have tried keto and had success or maybe tried keto and didn't have success. And maybe it's something that I could kind of talk through or uh, share some guidance. So those are two different types of people I would like to have on the show. I think that there is a lot of learning that we can get from both, from both people that have maybe clinical knowledge and expertise versus real women who just have their own things that worked and didn't work and maybe gain some knowledge that way. I'm really excited for for that. There will also be times when it's just me here chatting with you guys like today um, and, and just really giving the latest information that I have for you and Hopefully we'll just make this a really fun, really great place to learn and grow and share our experiences. I'm thrilled that there is this platform to have to where we can really show that ketosis is a great thing for a woman, especially a woman who needs to heal or wants to stay well, which I think that includes all of us, if I'm not mistaken. We all want one of those two things, right? Probably both. So there is so much that can happen when we adopt this way of living, but there's a lot of conflicting information. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of naysayers still. So I want to bust through all of that too. So we'll also have some episodes where we're just myth busting, which is really, really fun. If you have any topics that you would like to hear more about If you have any questions specific to your case or just in general, if you'd like to be on the show or know a guest that you would like to hear on the show, send me some information. You can contact me at seanminer at gmail.com. I'm happy to entertain any and all of your ideas. Again, this is designed for you guys. I want you to get the most benefit out of this as you absolutely can and feel really strong and confident in your decision on making keto the diet that works for you. And this is only going to happen with the more knowledge and the more experiences we can get a hold of. So feel free to share anything and everything. I'm so excited for what's coming with this podcast, and I look forward to hearing from all of you. If you know someone that could benefit from the healing that happens with a keto diet, 
please send them this way. And this is a really good time to just start from the beginning, get some really good knowledge and see if it is something that can work for someone in your life as well. So send them over to Keto for Women on iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite podcast app and have them listen along. I'd love it if you could let me know what you think of the show by posting a review on iTunes. That's always the best way to let me know what you think and what I can expand on or do differently or what you really love and what you don't want to change. Always let me know over there. It's so, so helpful. Thank you so much for listening to this first ever episode. I can't believe I talked for an hour straight. Now I need to go chug a bunch of water. But (laughs) it was so great to have you all here and we'll see you next time. Hey lady, do you wanna make sure that you are doing the ketogenic diet the right way for you? Do you wanna make sure you're getting all of those amazing benefits that come with producing ketones and not putting any extra stress on your body? Then head to my website and check out the Fat Burning Female Project. We have a new class starting soon, and I'd love to have you be a part of it. Head to bit.ly slash fatburningfemale. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash fatburningfemale. And make sure to sign up to get a notification of when the next class will be. Can't wait to see you there.